Down and down again. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't find her. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I'm so chemical, and this is another Wednesday show. And we're actually doing back to back. A week before this, you guys would have heard the Breaking Bad retrospective I had. Um. And I want to do Better Call Saul. And I know the internet was flooded with all these things. That's why I kind of waited until later to put this out. But I did want to talk about it because I felt like... <clears throat> not because I needed to, but I wanted to. You know, and I felt like the show was worthy of talking about. To me, I felt like Bob Odenkirk uh, just nailed this role. And I remember when I first heard that this was going to be a prequel, I was like, interesting. And... The more and more I thought about it, like the writer in me was excited because I was like, if you think about it, we're going to get all the backstory of all the people that Walt and Jesse met. And we did. Everyone that we encountered at some point in time in the Breaking Bad universe, we met and we understood how Walt and Jesse just inserted themselves in these people's lives and how it was just kind of like, wow, that's interesting. You know, and we did get uh, and, and from what it's being said this is officially jesse penguin's last time being in anything in the breaking bad universe you know and i find it to be interesting because like i do feel like his story was told properly like him getting away him finding enough money him finally making the right kill he had to make to be free and then being in i think in alaska or whatever under an assumed identity like to me i feel like his story was over as well, it felt like the only person that needed that conclusion was there, you know. And I feel like the only people that we and I, I, that's why I find that rumor so true, interesting about if it is Walt Jr. We don't know what happened with Walt Jr. and Skyler. Like we don't know like how their life was truly affected by their dad being and their husband being a kingpin, you know. And who knows the fractured relationship he has with his mom. When his mom tells him the truth that, yeah, I did aid in the bed your father for some years. That's that's going to be a rough conversation to have. Um, so I, th- I, th- I find that to be interesting. And also, I have to be a part of that somehow. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Whether it's, Even if it's just freaking stand-in. I have to... I have to... Um, I have to find a way to get... Like, the writing is so good. And to me, the slowness of it makes it good. And to me... Like, me as a writer, this is going to sound weird, but it's always hard for me as a, not even as a writer, but as a uh, consumer of entertainment to adjust to new, like, knowing when, no, when I know something's a prequel, it usually, it's usually hard for me to, uh, to want to embrace the newer characters because I'm like, man, it means we're not going to get this and this and this aspect of this show or whatever. And for me, I kind of felt like, I felt the same way. And then the first time I met Jimmy, Jimmy McGill's brother, I think his name is Chuck, I was like, oh, I hate this guy already. Like, I hated him immediately. And I was like, okay, you have my attention. <laughs> and um, for those of you guys who don't know, just a quick breakdown. Uh, Jimmy McGill is just petty thief, schemer, grifter, whatever you want to call it. 
and he ends up uh, getting into a, a real pinch to where his brother, who's a high-powered attorney in Mexico, gets him out of it, but he makes it, but he makes him promise him that he'll stay out of trouble. So he ends up being in the mailroom and at his, at his law firm and just doing really well. And then quietly he takes the bar and he becomes a lawyer, which mortifies Chuck. And this is where the downfall of their relationship begins because in the mailroom he was where he where his brother believed he needed to be. And at every stop they blocked this guy and you you turn you you, you I'm under the, I'm under the belief in real life or in the in in the show or entertainment, someone helps you become the monster you become if you become a monster. Not um justifying your actions, but it takes as we've all known and it's and it's famously known now as one bad day to turn someone evil. I feel like when you're trapping people, I feel like when you're doing things and you're holding people back from them just trying to be the best person they can be and they turn evil or turn yeah, that might have been who they always were. Like how they say money doesn't money mag, money and power magnifies who you already are, which I do find to be true. I think someone else to help you say that though. You know? I believe Chuck's part in the story where they they both cared for each other and Chuck's and Chuck Ends up, having, ends up having something very interesting happen to him, which I thought this was an interesting point they put in the story. When you meet Chuck, he's dealing with this uh, this real disease but that people think is like more of a mental thing, but it's, it's a real disease where you can't be around electricity, you don't want batteries, like everything. You're just in the dark constantly. You don't go out during the daytime, whatever. He went from being this high-powered attorney, married, happy, to end up being uh, separated and essentially just a homebody. And he takes a leave of absence from his law firm and everything, and um, and Jimmy helps him out with that during this time period. And you, when you first meet Jimmy, you meet Jimmy. You don't meet Saul Goodman. I think we don't get to be. I don't think we see Saul Goodman come out until the end of season three. Um, and then that's when you start seeing this stuff. And so. It's one of those situations where you see this metamorphosis similar to how you see the metamorphosis in Breaking Bad with Walter White. You see him go from Walter White to Heisenberg, right? So it's one of those things where you just see, you see his struggle and you see how many people had it against him and how many people doubted him even when he had good ideas. And so it's one of those things where he wasn't always you know, on the top. But I, but I think what helps you really fully embrace Jimmy McGill even when as he becomes Saul Goodman, is you see you have Kim, you have Kim Wexler, and Kim is the perfect number two. Like apparently, according to Vince Gilligan, they had they did not have plans to kill her off or anything, but they didn't realize how big of a part of the story she would be. I just think they know how to write side characters well. I think that's one of the hardest things to do as a writer, storyteller, is to tell the perspective of a side character and make it intriguing without making them feeling like side characters. To me, that's why I've always... That's why some people think Batman is probably the greatest character of all time. Because to me, even though he has a ton of sidekicks, they haven't felt like sidekicks eventually. After a while... Nightwing is fucking Nightwing. I don't think of Nightwing being next to Batman and being second tier. I think of Nightwing being his own superhero. Jason Todd, Red Hood, his own superhero. Maybe Red Robin might feel like a, a, just a sidekick at times, or, or more than the rest of them. But even with that being said, like I've read some stories with with, with Jason, well, not Jason Todd, with um Red Robin, where it's like, and also what makes him even more intriguing is Red Robin is the only one in comic book history, as of this recording. 
to ever deduce who Batman and Robin were by their fighting styles alone. Like, that's how you knew who it was. So, to me, they write side characters so fucking fantastic. To where, like, I remember, I, I said this before, and I haven't, I haven't done a retrospective of NCIS, I haven't watched it in years, actually. But I could care less about that side character. Like, Abby and Ducky, I never watched any of their episodes that, well, I stopped watching the episodes that were just based on them, because I could care less. Like, to me, they, they have this small portion of the story in the main story that I can deal with. But then you get a whole bunch of Ducky, a whole bunch of Abby. I was like, ugh, pass. And I just didn't think they were well written. Like when they were on their own. You know, I felt like they, was, they were forced. And it was kind of like, well, you're going to like this because this is a part of the story. It's like, no, I think I'm good, homie. Um, but they write side characters so well. And Kim, to me, and the thing that also made things perfect was we there was no mention of Kim in Breaking Bad. So that immediately pops up like, hold on a second, who is this broad? she did like the he is number two like it made for drama all six seasons because you never know if she's gonna go or not because people just die in fairness they all they're in the field they were in they probably all should die and you see her get trapped in this world as well not just because of jimmy because of, because of what she wanted to do as well so let's not take credit from him and give it to her it was both and um it was one of those situations that it's like Okay, and even, uh, uh, um, what was his name? God damn it. Hamlin, the son Hamlin. He was the main Hamlin. You don't meet the, I don't think you meet the father Hamlin at all. Let me see. Right there. I can't believe they actually have that shit down. Howard. You learn to hate Howard. And you learn that Howard's just, a stuck up, like to me, they did everything in their power to make Saul Goodman likable, Jimmy McGill likable, even as he's going into the Saul character and you know he's doing wrong. To me, Walter White and Ghost are different. I think so many people grew to hate them, not, not necessarily Walter White in this category, but even then, like, I think people, <clears throat> I think, I do think people have started to dislike him because, like, well, wait a second, well, you don't have to do that, you know? But I do put him and Ghost in the same category. I think as the series went on, people would be like, oh, wow, you're kind of a, you're turning into a terrible person. I don't think I ever heard that from anyone. Like, we already knew who he was, yeah, so maybe that's why we just accepted it. But I think a big part of it was because it was kind of like, look at this dude. This dude, he he legit went the first, at least the first, I get it. He, he took some shortcuts. But the first three seasons, he legit was trying to not make those shortcuts. Like, like, um... Kim was doing her best to keep him on a straight and narrow, and, and, and he listened to Kim. Kim was the, kind of like his his um, school monitor, I'll say that, right? He was She was the one that watched him. And I feel like it just comes a time when a man breaks. But that goes to the acting of it all. It goes to just like, hey, especially since this was a family thing. Like, Jesse wasn't family to Walt at first. He became family to Walt. But even then, like, he, he, he treated jesse like i said dude honestly the best line one of the best ones i ever heard about uh, uh when you want to disrespect somebody is when soldier slim in slow motion said your pussy throwback that's how walt treated jesse like throwback in this situation it's the legit family and it's legit legacy and it's about chuck thinking more about his legacy than his family and it's about jimmy saying look here i turned around for you i did this for you and you want to take this from me 
fuck you. And to me, it's I read somewhere that someone said this was a better character study than Breaking Bad. I think so. And I think in our quest to protect people we love, we lie. And I think I lie, for as much as that's a cliche in TV, I've seen it enough in real life. And <clears throat> I don't think it's ever the answer. And it, even in my situations where I've told the truth to people and they still have stopped talking to me, I don't regret it because I'm like, it's better than lying. Lying, you have been mad. You have been mad either way. There been no winning it. And so then you see Mike's introduction into this and you see how Mike ended up getting involved with Gus and how Mike has always been kind of like that reliable one. And, and you see Gus's interest into this and you see you see all their origin stories. And honestly, all these motherfuckers had to go. They were all fucking horrible. Maybe not Nacho. Nacho was just put in a bad place. He he wanted to protect his father, and he ended up making a deal in the end with Mike to, to just he killed him. He offed himself, and, and and Mike promised him that he would protect his father. But like no one in these shows is innocent. Maybe Scott, maybe the young baby, and and, and Walt Jr. and uh, Hank and his wife, but dude. N- 98% of this, these characters are so filthy, so rotten and dirty. It's like, bro, y'all is just down bad with this shit. Um, but just getting to the final season, because that's what this retrospective is about. More of just, I felt, I, it took me days. Actually, I was going to record this a couple weeks ago. And as you guys are here, this is probably going to be a few weeks from here. But it took me, it took me a couple weeks, a couple, a couple days. Excuse me, a couple days that turned into a week. And I was like, man, did I like that ending? Did I like it? And I, and I did something I very rarely do. I watched so many different perspectives, analytic videos on this. I I just don't do that. I might watch a video every now and then if I'm bored. But even in me saying I watched it is giving it too much power. Because I legit might have the TV on a lot. 90% of the time I have the TV on is background noise. I think I said this before. And I remember just watching and being gross. And I want I, I wanted to say so bad I didn't like it. I wanted to say that. Cause he ends up in jail. Essentially he goes from he atones for all of his sins for the last essentially years. He essentially f- takes all the blame for everything that he should have. And he had a sweet seven year deal and it turned into an eighty six year deal. But he in the process proved that he was a better lawyer. Than one of the best lawyers who had never lost a case. That's all he ever wanted was that. And in the end, one of the things that happened was he went back to being Jimmy McGill, and then he's on the bus and uh, to jail, and all you hear is someone say, "Hey, are you Saul Goodman?" It's like, "Yeah," and he just starts chanting Saul because he was a criminal attorney. And then you see how he's treated well in the j- it's jail still, but you see how he's treated well in jail, and then you see Kim who pretends to be his lawyer to see him one last time. Because uh, she had quit doing um, law because of her her conscience. But you just kind of see their end. And it was fitting that they couldn't be together because of Jimmy's sins. Of Saul Goodman's sins. But it made sense because it's who they both were. And who they became, I guess. But it took, I, was, I, thought, I, I mean, what I mean, I wanted to say I didn't like it. And I think to a degree I didn't like it. Because it was such finality. But I think I didn't like it because I'm not used to that from television shows. Like Breaking Bad, El Camino, and Bear Call Saul legitimately 
And I don't have I, I I would need to look in the archives. I don't know if I've ever even talked about El Camino before. I, I, was that before I started doing the podcast? I don't remember. Anyways, um, they all had finality to them, and it made me think about the journey I just went on, and was it worth it? I always think about that when a show ends. I like, was it or a movie? Was it worth it? Very few times I said yes immediately. Like in game, yes, it was worth it. Um, I can't think of anything else. Twenty four. I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> I'm still thinking about fucking twenty four. That's that's crazy. But I'm still thinking about it. Um, as of right now, I think it was the right ending for him to morph back into who he was and say, "Hey, this is who I always wanted to be. I was I just wanted to be a great attorney." But I was pushed to this, and I made a lot of bad decisions. And he just wanted to see Kim one last time. Because he, when he gave up everything, he didn't realize how much Kim meant to him. Like, when they're doing divorce papers, he's sitting there, like, joking around, smoking cigarettes or whatever he was doing. But he's just being disrespectful. And and I get it. He's hiding his feelings because this is what Kim wanted. But um, it felt so final. And this should be, I'm pretty sure this is the last time. Now, I can, I can say, if that Walt Jr. spinoff is true, he's definitely going to be in that. Because Walt Jr., I can see Walt Jr. going to jail. Not going to jail, but going to jail to visit him. But anyways, uh, wrapping this up. Bottom line, I definitely feel like it was the end that needed to happen. Because it, it was to put a stamp on this character and everything he had done. And he had nothing else to do. There was no. He couldn't hide out. He couldn't keep that in him, as we saw towards the end. He couldn't keep that that slipping Jimmy inside and for too long. Same way with Walt. With Walt. With um, Walter White. He was dying anyway. So his ending would have just been in a fucking jail, prison, having cancer. If they would have even found him credible enough to to um stand trial. So. I thought it was good. I once again, I do recommend if you have time to binge shows. It's twelve seasons altogether. Personally, I would actually like to watch Better Call Saul before I watch Breaking Bad, because then you see the beginning to the fucking end. And yeah, you have a couple episodes that you might need to watch, like in chronological order, as far as like, hey, when they first meet and shit like that. Otherwise, you don't really have to, you know. So, anyways, that is my perspective of that. I thought it was good. I think it's worth a, a, a watch. You should watch it, in my opinion. Vince Gilligan and his team are geniuses. Um, hope be part. Of, hope to be a part of that someday. What people say about me. Anyways, that's the show. Please like, follow, subscribe. This is your Wednesday show. I am Soul Chemical. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I'm out.